0: You are listening to And If Love Remains, a unique show spotlighting people, ideas, science, culture, and art. Your host, Mike Lovett rachel yes you are listening to and if love remains and i am indeed your host mike levitt and i'm here with a good friend of the program someone who's been on before and somebody i'm really excited to talk about and just you know you know shoot threes with mr benjamin hyde welcome to the show ben good to have you hi mike thanks for having me back again uh it's it's a pleasure last time last time i had you on we we talked some um, electric universe stuff which was really interesting it's something that that really has got me kind of um, fired up about the sciences and um, one of the things I really respect about your take and and what you're doing is um I think of you and 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 i, <laughs> I hope you, you take this in the way that I mean it like I almost think of you as like a tinker as a guy that like tries to mess with stuff and figure it out in, in your in your lab and in your um, you know, in your garage and trying to work out ideas and and to do it um, in, in such a way that, that you can recreate it as like, you know, science is done and not necessarily in an expensive lab or anything like that, but just by trying to thinking things through and then and then trying them out. Um, and so I, I really respect that. And I appreciate that about about that about you. And um, I'm kind of wondering what kind of projects you're working on or, or what your thoughts are on, on science these days. Sure. Well, I accept that uh
1: moniker a tinkerer i like that (laughs) right on that to my social media profiles that i'm a (laughs) as well um i i like i've always liked science you know that and i've liked fixing things but that stems from a deeper desire that i've had to figure out how things work and i may have told you this before but when i was growing up uh, my mother would throw things away like curling irons and um, hair dryers, and I would see them in the trash, and just that little spark inside me says, well, why don't you figure out what happened to it? And I reasoned to myself that, well, it's already broken, it's already in the trash, so there's no more damage I can do to it. So I just started pulling that stuff out and tinkering, as you say, figuring out how things worked. And that has never stopped. I'm 54 now, and I'm still doing that. Still have drawers full of, of old broken things that I use for different projects.
0: Yeah, the, you know uh, it's funny. I uh, um, there's another guy that I I really enjoy watching on YouTube. His name is Heinbach. He he does a lot of like electronic music and stuff. We talked about music a little bit before the show. Yeah, and um, one of the things I really appreciate about what he's doing. Is he's taking old uh electrical testing equipment or, or nuclear testing equipment and he's repurposing them um, for different oscillators and different musical devices even different sequencers and filters and really making these things sound so beautiful and he had a statement where he talked about how it's uh um you know how they how they sing this sad song <laughs> And I just, right. I, I couldn't help but just love that, it, 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 the, you know, repurposing this old equipment and making it beautiful in art, you know? Sure. Well, if you think about it,
1: everything must have a sound associated with it. Because what is sound? Well, sound is just a frequency. The frequency is the oscillation of of air particles in the medium, but everything is made up of atoms and those atoms vibrate. Well, they vibrate at a frequency. Mm -hmm. So if you really, really think about it, everything is making a sound. Now, of course we can't hear it. It's not in the audible spectrum, but guys like the gentleman that you told me about are just, I think they're doing a wonderful thing, figuring out how to make sounds or how to access the sound of the equipment. I mean, you probably know that um, NASA scientists have found and recorded the sounds of the planets in our right. solar system. You're familiar with that.
0: I, I have heard that, and it it is, you know, the it's fascinating to to think about. You know, the the I've even thought about doing some music projects based on those because they're because it because they're so interesting and it's so it is eerie and beautiful it is. and and wonderful to think about, um, you know, how everything is moving and vibrating in the universe.
1: Right. So before people run out and say, you know, planets can't make sounds because they're in a vacuum. Right. In the sound, meaning how sound moves air molecules, they don't do that. Yeah. What the scientists are picking up on is the vibration coming off that planet, and there's tons of vibrations you know electromagnetic vibrations and they transfer that transform that into audible sounds you know through processing through putting it through a synthesizer or or whatever equipment that they use and the audible range that they get is is like you said eerie and amazing
0: really truly is it 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 is and yeah and you're right like everything it's just a matter of where that frequency is. You can take, um, I mean, you could take the color blue. But you can take blue light, and if you're able to take that light and lower the frequency low enough, you can actually make that that um, audible. Um, I love, right. I love, I love the trick of of you know I'll, it, when I make music, sometimes you can you can create a um, maybe you know snap in the microphone, and then take that snap and turn the 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 beats per minute, turn the BPM all the way up, just a really high. And all of a sudden that's, I mean, that becomes an oscillator and it becomes a sound engine. And now that you can actually turn that into pitch that we would recognize as middle C or as something that works, you know, it's fun to do.
1: This is kind of serendipitous, this conversation we're having because this last two or three days, I have been doing experiments down in my lab having to do exactly with what we're talking about. this is kind of weird wow (laughs) i just yesterday i there's a little experiment that i call beaming sound with light and you all i do all you do it's a very old experiment you can hook up an audio source and in this case i took my laptop and i turned on my uh my dj mixing software because i do that as well and i just played a song and then i hooked it up through the earphone jack a power source, just a DC power supply, it can be a battery pack. And then I hooked that up to an ultraviolet LED. And then I had some space, and on the other side of the space, it was about 12 inches distance. I had okay. a receiver, and this receiver was called a photodiode. And what it does is it accepts or it accepts light and turns it into a uh a voltage or an amperage which then you plug it right into a speaker you can hear the sound of light oh that's incredible and if you put an audio source in there it'll of course transfer the audio source so i had the safety dance on by men without hats (laughs) and was broadcasting it you know about 12 inches in my lab and then i'm like okay that's nice but i want to go for distance so i changed the led to a blue laser and put oh, that okay. and shot it all the way across probably the entire distance of my now it wasn't the distance of my house. it was probably about thirty feet,, yeah. which was still pretty cool.
0: No, that is pretty cool, so wow, I mean, the
1: sound had attenuated it, you know it had reduced, and the sound quality wasn't that good, you know because it, it's a blue laser, it's only hitting one frequency and, yeah and one resonance of, of all the sounds, but it still did it. oh that's and that is so cool. Oh. It was fun. I actually posted that video on TikTok. I finally okay. got around to started posting some of my science videos on TikTok.
0: By the way, so how if people wanted to find you on TikTok, where, what would they look for? Oh, that's a good question. My tag is I know a guy fireworks. All one a- word. I know a guy fireworks. I know okay. a guy fireworks. Awesome. And then you also have a have a website uh Spark Science. Did I say that what is it?
1: Is yeah, sparkscience.org. Triple.sparkscience.org.
0: sparkscience.org and and that's cuz I know you you like to go out and do um you know educational things for for kids and and seminars yeah. and things for for students. Talk a little bit about that and what you're doing. So,
1: in fact, just yesterday was my latest one. I have been hired by the Sandy City Kids Club. Actually, there's a fun little story behind it. I I was on television, as you probably know, for years on Fox 13, our local Fox affiliate station, doing little science experiments. Did that for eight, nine years, ever since 2012. And then COVID shut it down, blah, blah, blah. And a lady saw me on there. She was in charge of of creating uh, programs and assemblies for an elementary school. And so she hired me, and I came up there and was doing assemblies, 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 and then COVID shut everything down. But she still wanted me to present. So her, she was involved in the kids' club in her area. So she said, well, I'll just pay you to go out and do assemblies there. So I'm up there about every month doing stuff with the kids, just showing them stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I brought up my Tesla coil and handed out uh, a whole bunch of LEDs. And what's fun is I didn't know this until a few months ago, but LEDs will also light up in the presence of a Tesla coil. Oh, usually when you see videos of it, it's people holding fluorescent light tubes, which light up, yeah. which is cool. But LEDs also do it. Oh, that's cool. You can literally just take the two prongs, of the LEDs, separate them, grab one prong, bring it close to the Tesla coil, and they will light up.
0: No way. It's pretty Cool. Oh, that's cool. I I can think about some use cases for that.
1: (laughs) The freaky part, Mike, is if you take a bag of LEDs, just literally a bag, like a Ziploc bag, Uh you just bring it close to the Tesla coil, about two or three or four will just suddenly start to light up. No way. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) That's really fun. Oh, I might have actually put that one on TikTok as well. If I didn't, Uh I will go back and do that.
0: Well, and we we'll, and we're going to put all that information also in the show notes. So if anybody wants to check out your TikTok page or your oh, you your you know or your, or your uh, website, I would you know highly encourage it. It's it's so much fun. Um, it kind of here is the other thing that, that, that I love about what you're doing is is inspiring these kids and it, really every, anybody. It's not just about kids, and I th- it's I not, think there's a misconception and it's a purposeful misconception about science that it should that it's difficult hard. And you need a big, expensive lab with government funding to do it. Absolutely not. You do not.
1: And that's the whole focus of my Spark Science gig, is to show people how they can do really amazing science stuff with items that they already have in their house. Like 95% of the experiments that I do is stuff that you already have in your house. Yeah. Most of it. Yeah. (laughs) so you know and 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 that just makes science approachable and reasonable and all of a sudden if you start playing with science with your hands you don't need to listen to a lecture you don't need to sit in a chair and take notes you are the active part of learning yeah and that's and it's fun and if you know anything about the psychology of play learning or game learning i forget what what it's called you realize that that cements the learning in your head way better than sitting listening to a lecture taking notes blah blah blah
0: oh absolutely absolutely and and that hands-on approach um again it's, it's just so inspiring for people because they actually see things happen you know i've i've heard a lot of um i'm i'm trying to get you know dr james tour on i'd love to have you know he's a he's a um he's a chemist and a really uh, kind of a big chemist out of out of uh, Texas. Um, uh, he he's at the at Rice University, I think. Anyway, it doesn't matter. My point is, um, like when I hear so many people talk about how much they hate chemistry and and it has so much math and, but you know, do just just having that hands on approach of like seeing what reactions can do, seeing what electricity can do, um, it it, it kind of opens the mind to to possibilities that. Um, I, that if, if, in the hand of, of, you know, if we get, if you get this information or not even information, if you get that inspiration into, you know, 10,000 kids, like what will each of those 10,000 kids come up with that can make the world a better place? And I just love thinking that way.
1: Oh, absolutely. It, it's funny that you bring that up. Cause my wife just called me, as you heard <laughs> on the pre-show, <laughs> uh, she had just gotten out of her uh organic chemistry final okay and she was just lamenting how hard it was and apparently organic chemistry is one of the hardest courses you can take in college and yeah But she studies her guts out i mean she's she's on the dean's list has been all four years of college she's on her last semester right now she's studying to be a biologist but uh wow yeah organic chemistry that's uh it's pretty pretty rough yeah and she she has lab for it too and she says she comes home all the time and says we're in lab today and i wish you were there <laughs> like, you're oh, probably you like, like i wish it was i was there too <laughs>
0: you play with the fun stuff
1: yeah because because that's really i think where learning can really accelerate is when well, you do hands-on
0: yeah which is uh, exactly what ask i do you- with
1: Spark science
0: why do you think why do you think um and i said that i said it purposefully that i think it 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 has been purposefully made unapproachable but do you have a a theory or an idea of of why um you know why it seems as if or the perception is you have to have you know white coats and and expensive equipment and and you know billions of dollars of funding and grants and all this stuff just to just to do science why do you think that perception is and is there some truth to that
1: um yes and no i mean if you want to see how two quantum particles entangle you can't really do that with milk of magnesia and eggnog and you know a a spark plug to be sure (laughs) although that would be a pretty cool
0: <laughs> my guy, where are you?
1: <laughs> we need to break apart this out of what you got Oh, I the look of magnesium, and <laughs> Magnog. Let's do it
0: Woo-hoo.
1: <laughs> um I don't know I don't think there's any I've never heard any person say that science is unapproachable it 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 just is what it is in in the same way that a mountain exists, can you get to the top of it? well maybe can you walk can you do you have a hiking pole can you carry enough water do you have enough um energy of your own i i think a lot of the limitations of uh, is science approachable are self imposed and and i'm not sure that that society reinforces that too much as much as just our own self doubt and and there's a big question where does our own self-doubt come from? You well, know, it comes from a lot of different places. Uh-oh, you know? <laughs> really deep now. It's a little dark and I don't want it to get dark, but. <laughs> and I, I think it's just our own self-doubt. And that's what I, yeah. exactly what I try and counter with my science stuff and my science presentations. I yeah. really try and show, and you talked about 10,000 kids, which is awesome. I try and get to at least one because one person yeah. will make all the difference. I mean yeah. Elon Musk is one person. Hitler was one person. I mean, I realize that's going dark, but you know, look what he did. They all did they were all one person and they all did great things. Not great as in good, but
0: right, right. massive, massive right. scale. Things things that things that impacted humanity
1: there for go. good or bad. And I would rather, you know, inspire someone to do great as in good things mm-hmm. instead of more along the other line yeah and all it takes is one person well here's another thing too that i i didn't tell you uh was it two weeks ago i got invited to do a two-day five-hour science presentation per day up at this festival in salt lake city it's oh wow the illumination fest it was just a celebration of light and so artists would bring their their kinetic light sculptures and whatnot and the the people who were running it knew that I did science, and they like, "Well, why don't you come up and set up a booth and do your thing too?" So for a Friday and a Saturday night, I presented for five hours straight. Oh, wow! That uh, was it was pretty amazing. It was awesome. And as you and and you think, uh, well, isn't Spark Science just for kids? Yes, but can I bring it to adults? Oh, absolutely most of the people that stopped by the booth were adults yeah. yeah some of them had their kids and i showed the kids what to do but i ended up talking more with the adults to be honest and every night i was the last one out because i always had people at my booth and we're talking just about science this that and the other thing and everyone's cleaning up giving me the evil eye saying come on science dude get out of here stop talking <laughs> but it was awesome it was oh, so that's- fun
0: you know what? Those are those kind of experiences. I love those moments when you just realize, like, it's almost like time stops. You know, like you know you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing, and it's just a beautiful, serendipitous moment. It's just awesome. I love that feeling.
1: Right. Or, or for me, in this case, on that weekend, it wasn't like time stopped. It's like time just flew by. Right. It's right. When I set up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to stand here and talk for five hours. Ah! <laughs> but uh, I looked at my clock and all of a sudden I was halfway through. And then the next time I paid attention to time, it was done. I'm like, Whoa, wow, where did the five hours go? Wow. I mean, it, did it feel like five hours of drudgery and work? No, not even close. It was wow. just constant talking to people, constant talking to people, resetting the experiments, explaining it. It was just, it's fun. I love it.
0: It that's really cool. That, that's really cool. That is really cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, and I know we talked about this before on the on the program before, but I wanted, you know, I, I have new and different listeners, and and I I find um, the aspect of the electric universe so beautiful in right. so many ways, and and um, because it, it it you know it it answers some questions that that otherwise are just at best, um, plastered over with different math yep. equations and things. Yep. Um, but but uh, I want to talk. Tell me about your experience and, and how you um, kind of found the electric universe concept and, and why you think it's it's you know uh, you know a, a very good theorem that should be taken seriously.
1: Oh sure. So the simple answer is how did I find it? YouTube you know, and a lot of people are kind of poo-poo. those like, oh, you learn stuff on YouTube. No, realize that YouTube is a portal. Everybody posts stuff to YouTube. Yeah. And so just like a public library or any group at large, you're going to have good stuff. You're going to have high quality stuff. You're going to have low quality stuff. Well, the stuff that I would focus on were presentations by PhD scientists speaking themselves, kind of like what TED Talks are yeah you get the people actually doing the work telling you about the work that was all i was really interested in you know the science discovery or science shows like nova where you have a narrator and a storyline not interested that that just wasn't me i was watching what's called primary source videos and they weren't produced for youtube they were just someone stuck up a camera inside of a presentation inside of a university or at a conference okay and And of course, the algorithm of YouTube saw that I liked science stuff. Well, one day it kicked an electric universe video in. And it was probably Wall Thornhill or David Talbot, one of the two, giving a presentation. And I watched it. I'm like, okay, that was cool. I like that. And it didn't I didn't really go anywhere with it, but it stuck with me to the point to where. Uh, a few months later, I was just getting massively frustrated again for the upt- umpteenth time that every time I talked about physics, specifically quantum physics, particle physics, I would end up with more questions than what I started. And I'm like, yeah. this can't be right. If we su- if we're supposed to know things, if these scientists are supposed to know things, why are there so many questions? Period. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. Well, the little the little. um voice or the or the little um memory in the back of my head said, Go look at that electric universe one again. So I did. And wow, that's when the avalanche broke free and I just like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is the stuff. Cause listening to David Talbot talk, listening to Wall Thornhill talk, was just balm to my soul. Mm-hmm. Number one, Wall has this wonderful, inimitable style of calmly Slapping down the stupidities of science, right? Where I, I'm energetic and, and engaged and, and intense, he calmly does it.
0: <laughs> but he's, he's like, got that—he's <laughs> got that great Australian. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. You know, gravitas.
1: <laughs> so that on the surface really appealed to me. But then I started listening more to what he said, and when I listen to shows like this, I, I don't passively listen to them. I actively listen to them. Like if I don't understand a sentence, I will immediately stop the video, rewind it, go back and listen to it again. And if I don't listen, if I don't understand it a second time, I'll do it a third and a fourth until I get it. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm done listening to the whole presentation, I'll go back and listen to it again and again. So like the, it is very, very rare. In fact, I can't even think of a single video that I've only watched once. Because I really want to learn what they're saying, and that's what started it all. And that was three or four years ago. And ever yeah. since I started listening to the Electric Universe, I lost interest in every single other science uh, video that I watched. I, I turned them all off. I don't listen to them anymore. It
0: seems, you know, it's funny. It almost seems silly. It's like you, you start to listening to it, it and you're is. like, I know that's wrong. It is. I know that, you know, I heard a quote from somebody and it's so true. It's like, if, if you believe that 97% of the universe cannot be seen, touched, or heard, and is, you know, the, either dark matter or dark energy, the likelihood that the problem is your idea and not the universe is, is more likely. So maybe oh, we, we need to rethink the, the theory.
1: Right. It's huge. In fact, I just listened to a video yesterday, a presentation by Donald Scott. And the title of his video was debunking uh, dark matter. (laughs) Yeah. And he just comes out and says it. I'm like, yep, there we go. It's like, your model is wrong. If your model says that there has to be dark matter, you're sorry, your model's wrong. Right. The electric model describes the problem that astronomers saw with galaxy rotation, which is where the whole dark matter came from. Yeah. They just saw the galaxies were spinning faster than what gravity could hold them together. So sort they of like, "Well, there must be something else, something dark that we can't see. It must be dark matter." it's like, guys, or, or, look at the Faraday, uh, m- monopole molder, motor, yeah, idea. And if you look at that, and you understand that gravity, or no, I'm sorry, not gravity, that electricity. Is the fundamental force and all of a sudden the need for dark matter dark energy evaporates
0: done Uh, and i and i don't understand the the um the reasons for such skepticism skepticism because it's so um like it's it's not like a A political point of view, or something like that. I mean, it's something that you can like test, and something you can say: Well, is this happening? Can I do this in the lab? Can I create a sun in a lab? Can I do this? Can I do that? Well, you can't do that with with the models that that standard physics physicists use. You can do all of that with the electric universe.
1: Well, there's there's a let's drill down on that just a little bit. You can do that with modern physics, but it does something that doesn't make any sense. You're for and I've heard Wall talk about this when you create fusion in the lab by you know pounding it with lasers and, and particle accelerators accelerators, you're forcing nature to do what you want hmm. instead of looking how nature does it herself. Right. And those are yeah. two completely points different points of view. Yeah. So no, yes, that it can be done. Yes you can create fusion like that forcing it you know treating everything as if it was a nail and you've got the biggest hammer or you can do what a lot of scientists over the years have done and say well let's just look at nature and see how she does it
0: well and and the other thing is is it when you do it that way it creates a whole host of other unseen problems you know things like gravity things like i mean all of a sudden nothing else makes sense but in but it's weird. Once you put this electric universe model into place, and you start talking about plasmoids versus black holes, and you start talking about, you know, the, um, uh, um, uh, oh, um, you know, uh, plasma, plasma, um, uh, you know, stars being connected by 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 plasma, Berkeley, thinking, Berkeley currents and things like that. When you start talking about those sorts of things, all of a sudden it's like, wait a sec. Not, not, not only does it, en- it enliven the mind and it, all of a sudden, uh, uh, co- uh, you know, cosmological science becomes exciting again. It's, a, it's a, this dead nothing, but it becomes exciting and, and something to look at. But it, it actually makes sense. And it goes, wait, now things that, fit together. That. It's
1: understandable. It, right. It, it, instead of talking about quantum entanglement and spooky action at a distance, you're like, well, I, I don't even understand you're speaking English words, but I don't understand what that means.
0: And they don't I'm, either. That's the thing. That's a, the that's a scary part.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Who was it? Uh, Feynman saying or, or somebody. It was one of the, one of the um, fathers of quantum physics. He said, if you talk to someone who say they understand quantum physics, they're lying because yeah. none of us understand it. And <laughs> he was the guy that created quantum physics in the first place. You're like, all, all those guys. That?
0: All those guys they, they, they win their Nobel Prize and they and and if you read later works they're all like uh we need to be really careful about the stuff that you know I said earlier. <laughs> right. Well, it including Einstein.
1: Yeah. Einstein himself. We should not, as a society, be worshiping Einstein for the reasons that we do. Yeah. We should be worshiping that here was a man who saw the potential flaws in his in his theories and said, Look, guys, if this happens. Just throw out everything I said, and that's exactly yep. what happened. Yep. They found the very thing that that disrupted his theories of relativity and special relativity.
0: Right, they, they found that. And no, but he instinctively you know, knew that, that there was something wrong with it. Yeah, but we
1: worship him because we're humans and we like to worship. That's just <laughs> part of our nature.
0: Well, and 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 we create. Um, we, I think we, I think we like to create like tabs in history. So, so like, you know, or eras and so so everything is built upon, you know, uh, you know, Einstein. And before that, everything was built on Newton. And before that, you know, everything was, 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 built on Aristotle or whatever, but, but, um, you know, so we like to create these little tabs and imagine like, well, all we need to do is add to the knowledge when the truth is we, we really need to look at the fundamental, and say, wait a sec. There's something fundamentally wrong that we need to start over.
1: Which is hard. That's that's. It, it is it's hard, hard to, to to go that. way. I route. mean, it's, it's easy route.
0: for a, for a crazy musician like me to do because it's I'm I'm not you know, I, I it's not my livelihood and things at stake when when I make crazy out saying stuff like you you physicists are wrong you know.
1: <laughs> but well, it, what's interesting is when I think about how the what the truth of the universe must be it occurs to me that if there is a truth in physics it must manifest in every other field yeah it must it can't not do that so if you find a truth in music there has to be a correlation or a corollary in physics and in chemistry and in sociology i just i tend to believe that's the case
0: No, I I have a, I have a theory about art specifically that one of the attributes of art, one of the things that, you know, it's, it's, it is art or great art is that, um, it, it it all works on a, um, oh, now I can't remember the word. Oh my gosh. It's a pattern. It's a self-replicating pattern. Um, Right. Oh, terrible. I, I, I literally think about this, like what?
1: No, I understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, so so in other words, it has to work all the way up and all the way down. Um, sure. It looks like it looks like a paisley if you look at it, and it, you know as you go oh, into it. Oh, we're
1: well, talking like um, I know what you're t- uh, the uh, Mandelbrot set. The um, yeah It's a version of what is it? <laughs> we both lost the words.
0: I know we both have lost fractal. our minds. Fractal, huh?
1: Fractal is that word? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Fractal, yeah,
0: called? fractal. Like like art, and I and I, I can say the same thing about science. Fr- art in order for it to work has to work all the way up and all the way down. In other words, it has to be true all the way up and all the way down. And that's, and that's why things like, it's interesting, you know, great, you know, shows, for example, like TV shows will have like great stories that surround the show that aren't in the show, but like, you know, the actors will be, you know, have crazy stories and stuff. Um, and, And then it'll touch people down, you know, you know, 50 years later great music will still touch people and it's the sure. same thing with science like if it doesn't work all the way from the cosmological level all the way down to the to atoms and 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 you know whatever is smaller than that then then we need to we need to look at our science oh absolutely, absolutely.
1: It, it's funny I, I i've noticed that we as humans tend to blame others when something goes wrong instead of looking inward. That just seems to be our natural default setting. Like I got mm. called out yesterday from my day job to fix a window blind, that's what I do. And I, I walked in and the first thing the client says is, well, you were just here you know, last February and I, is is the cord already broken or are these parts already broken? And she was blaming my work, she was blaming my materials. But what actually happened was her husband was being too vigorous with lowering the blind and he was pulling on it too hard and he caused some slack to go up the line of the blind and loop around a part of the blind it was just too vigorous that was it i mean i literally it took me longer to take my shoes off and go into the (laughs) house than it did to fix the problem (laughs) and
0: <laughs> to hear her complain,
1: but and, and then to hear her <laughs> complain, you So I didn't rub it in her face. I just say, "Uh, sorry, man, this is user error." I just kind of explained what the problem was. Right, but that's right. What it was, it was user error. It had nothing to do with the materials or the blind, or even my work. It was themselves. But that's it was such a poignant example of how we as humans look outward for a causal relation, uh, you know, factor instead of looking inward and saying. Is my model correct? Mm -hmm. Are my assumptions correct? Because that's, I think, where everything goes astray, is when we just assume that our assumptions about the world are the correct ones. But aren't scientists
0: supposed to be specifically trained to not think that way? I mean, aren't they supposed to think, like, we're supposed to falsify everything?
1: My wife's a pretty good example of that. Every time I bring up some esoteric piece of knowledge, she will always drill down with like a lightsaber. It's like, (laughs) what's the primary source? What are the, uh, you know, what are the controls put in place? Where's the documentation? She, she is relentless with that. Oh, that sounds like a good wife. I I think scientists are, I don't know if all scientists are, but she is and her, her field is of biology is, so. I'm going to hold yeah. out a little hope for that.
0: Well, and that, that which takes me back to my question. Like, and I guess it does like, it, it, it's gotta be hard if, if, if somebody, if you've worked your entire life under one premise and then, you know, you're, you're, you know, there's some thoughts or some other competing theory that may prove that your, that your premise that you've been working on is wrong for, you know, 20, 30 years or more, that's gotta be a difficult pill to swallow.
1: Oh, you know, I think it is for some people. I think it just, it's your personality. Yeah. Because I don't know if you remember this, but uh, Stephen Hawking came out years ago saying, with this idea, and I won't go into detail, I'll just tantalize you with it, that information that falls into a black hole is lost to the universe. And of course, that wasn't a measurable thing. And I don't believe in black holes anyway, but it's a right, point. right. And then he came out, publicly in a presentation saying i was wrong wow i i did something wrong in my equations my equations say that the information that falls into a black hole is not lost to the universe now that i even though i don't agree with him on black holes at all and i don't agree that he's using he's substituting mathematics for physics i have a problem mm-hmm. with that too but the fact that he admitted that publicly is awesome
0: no that's that's huge and that's so it's it's pretty rare like i I wish there'd be certain um you know certain uh national national health organization leaders that can have that kind of humility you know right (laughs) it'd be It'd be nice if if we had certain, certain you know, quote scientists that would say, you know, maybe, (laughs) you know, things we've been doing the last few years has been a mistake. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to, I'm not going to name names here. Well, I have a friend. You're welcome to on my show if, you know. No, you'll you'll understand why in a second. I I don't need to be stupid about this. I have a friend who's a doctor Uh. at a Harvard hospital. Yeah. When the events of the last two years came out, he and I were on different camps. Okay, gotcha. He was mainline, mainstream, and I was like, "Uh, hold on, you you need to pay attention to what others in your field are saying. And he's like, no, 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 my sources are correct. I'm like, my sources are the same sources as your sources. So what are you doing telling me that I'm wrong? Right. And so we had a little head-to-head headbutt for uh, two years. Last, two weeks ago, he sent me an email, private email, with a video of a professor who was documenting data that showed that I was right. Yeah. He did a 180. Wow. He did a 180.
0: Good for him.
1: So I, I was like, yes, because he's an actual doctor, you know, treating people. I'm like, I'm glad he is open To changing his perspective, because you know we're talking about things that are you know medicine that's actually killing people.
0: Yeah, and I know you are not
1: interested in killing people, but he did a one eighty, and I'm like, bravo, good job.
0: No, I you know those honest and heart people are are we need to keep an eye out for those people and and truly celebrate them. Oh, absolutely, Um, because that that's it. That you know I see that with you know I, I listen to guys, people who I disagree with on a lot of things, but like um. Um, but I really enjoy their, their honesty, you know, guys like Brett Weinstein, um, you know, dark horse and, and his wife, Heather, um, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're probably the biggest ones that I, that I like to listen to because as far as like real biologists, scientists, guys that, that, that have been, have been taught um, and, and think a certain way and we're, and we're pro vaccine, pro mask, pro all this stuff. until the day to, show differently and they were willing to say, uh, maybe we were wrong about this stuff. You know,
1: it it is, it's hard to to look at something and say, oops, I was wrong. You know, and I, I've done that in my lab and I've, I've admitted to that online where I said, you know, I had an idea about how something worked and I did it. And all of a sudden I I, like went to sleep and, and got the clarity of a good night's sleep. And I woke up the next morning. I'm like, oh, I was wrong. And so I would get back on and make another video and say, okay, hold on. I was excited about this yesterday, but I was wrong. And here's why. Yeah. Because I don't want people to follow down that wrong path. Even, you know, so I made a mistake. So what? Okay.
0: Yep. I'm and, and the
1: quick learning than hiding from my mistakes.
0: And, and you and I are, are about the same age. Um, you know, the, in my, you know, length of time on this earth, what I've learned is, the, the quicker you're able to do that and that muscle if you're able to build that muscle and the quicker you can turn it around man the easier your, your whole life oh, it, it,
1: it, that's a great way of putting it it <laughs> is a muscle as it were i mean not a physical muscle but it, it is yeah. it's, it's a reflex it, it takes training to do yeah. and the hard the first time you do it is really hard and the second time you do it, it's a little less hard and then it one
0: well, easy but Here's the other thing that it does, it's done for me at least, I'll, I'll put it this way, is that it's made me less sure about um, more things oh and more God. sure I... about less things, right? And I think that's been an, an important thing to be like, you know, this is what I think I could be wrong. you know, and I'll, I'll say that from from you know from from things I know nothing about to music to religion. I listen, I know my thing and even the stuff I think I know pretty well, you know, I I'm willing to say that somebody knows something better and smarter than me. <laughs> you know, right, right.
1: It, 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 and to me, thinking like that expands your world instead of shrinks it. Oh, it, it for makes sure. it so much more amazing, more wonderful, more exciting.
0: Yeah, and, and
1: yeah. I, that's wonderful. That's that's just a great experience to have. Because well, I, I literally I, I, believe this or not. Before I discovered the Electric Universe and really got into it, I really had the belief that, uh, oh, what's his face, Lord Rutherford had way back where he said, we understand everything there is to do with science. All that's left are just a few details. Right. I literally had that belief. I'm like, there's nothing else to investigate anymore. We know everything. I literally thought that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it just wow. And I was a little depressed. I'm like, oh, there's nothing fun to study anymore. Was I wrong? Oh yeah. Oh, I was really wrong. The
0: stuff that I'm studying now is just amazing and it's just it keeps growing. It's so fun. It is really exciting. It is so fun. I had um and I love I don't know if you've read these books, but um the fiction books by C.S. Lewis are called they're the space trilogy, um Out of the Silent Planet, uh Paralandra, and That Hideous Strength of the Three. Paralandra,
1: books yes.
0: Um, that hideous strength is is i think the best out of the three um but all of them are really good um but my my point is like the way he so c.s lewis talks about cosmology in kind of a um medieval way and so uh, so as as people are traveling through space in these in his universe like there are there are um angels on top of planets there are you know like it's like it, it gets hotter as you get further away from the planet. Um, it's there's a lot of stuff going on and it's very lively, it's very lively. And when we think about space today, it's a it's dead, there's nothing there. And the thing that I loved about learning about the electric universe is it made it more alive, more like that C.S. Lewis. It did, book. Totally. it's. There's so much more going on than, than we ever imagined. And it's, it's really exciting.
1: It, it, it totally is. And it, even if, if science or physics, isn't your thing, don't worry about it. There's, yeah. there's, there's bright, exciting corners in every field that you're
0: interested in. Well, and here's the other thing, like what got me excited about the physics of the electric universe was actually hearing David Talbot talk talk about the um, the history and the yes. talk about the um, you know uh, the 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 um, the symbols that, that we're finding the ancient symbols and and all the iconography and all the things that that we find in, in ancient man that that we wonder why these things come together and his take on it just blew my mind. It was like, whoa, this is incredible and then now it makes sense it makes sense now you can go look at petroglyphs and instead of guessing
1: what they were writing you're like oh wait a minute i see something and i understand now yeah yeah not all petroglyphs but certain images of them
0: absolutely absolutely cool absolutely and 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 again it it goes back to the idea of you know everything has to work all the way up and all the way down you know it has to You know, it it works, you know, in different realms of science. It works in archaeology and anthropology as well as in physics. Like, it all works together. Yeah, it does. It's it's pretty exciting stuff. Well, I am, man, I... I could keep talking to you, but but uh, the time is far spent. I do want to. I do want to talk a little bit about the. We were talking offline about a show that you're in that I just oh, love sure. this concept. So you know, please share what what are you doing these days and, and talk about this this play that you're doing. Sure. So right now,
1: up until the 23rd of December, oh, every night, Monday through Saturday, not Sunday, is I'm in a uh, a play called It's a Wonderful Life, and if you recognize that from the James Stewart movie. Yeah, that's the same story. But the way we're doing it, it's a stage show, but we're presenting it like a 1940s radio broadcast with actors walking up to a mic and speaking their parts and then going back and sitting down. We have a sound effects table, which is called a Foley table, where we have the sound effects of doors opening and shutting and police sirens and all sorts of stuff, every every sound effect you can think of. so this is actually the second time I've done this, and it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. So if you're in the Utah County area in Utah, uh come on by, come and see the play you you will not regret it and here's the fun thing. I'll give you a little little, little tease. There are 10, 11, 14, 15, 16, 17. There's almost twenty different characters in the play you know not all the parts are equal i play 10 of them <laughs> that's great i have to create 10 different voices so if you're familiar with the story there's the evil villain which is mr potter this is mr potter he he's just a he's an evil guy and he's trying to get george bailey and then there's uncle <laughs> billy who is his uh you know george's uncle he, he's like this uh, oh I don't care what are we gonna george what are <laughs> we gonna, the bank is coming oh no <laughs> and and that actually is my homage to james stewart it's it's a little james stewarty yeah uh, uncle billy uh there's the narrator which is what i've been doing ever since i was in high school i started out actually as a radio dj so i played the narrator freddie fillmore I play Joseph, the angel, and well, let's see. That's about six other characters.
0: Oh, that's that's great. That is so fun, and and I hope people will check it out. (laughs) You know, that that made me think. Do you remember? Oh, and I can't again. My my brain. um, I'm trying to remember. There was a a radio show um, back probably. This would have been like in the early 2000s, maybe. And this guy, he would do, he would, he would play both the host and then the, like somebody would call in and so Joe he'd have Hendry. a button. And, yes. That Joe was some of the funniest <laughs> stuff ever done in radio ever. It's
1: so good. It oh, was uh, very inappropriate for like children and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. people, but oh my gosh, was that funny.
0: It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh- Oh my! I I don't even know if the guy's still around, but man, that guy was it was so good, <laughs> so it's funny, amazing. Yeah, and, actually and- videos where he showed how he did it. Oh, okay, cool. I might I might be taking up a couple of hours on YouTube here later. <laughs> I you need to go look it up because it's really fun. In oh, fact, I great. use
1: the same kind of um, elements that he did. Like when he would change voices, he would he would um, you know, of course, he's standing there. He would shift where his face was on the microphone yeah you would, would physically switch the place and that's exactly what i do too when i'm when i'm doing the play Is i'll change my position my body stance and everything
0: oh that's and great watch I, now it have, have you have you um made the mistake of doing the wrong voice for the wrong-
1: <laughs> <Have> no you- <laughs> i, I feel a mistake coming so i'll just slow down yeah but nope haven't done that yet but-
0: good good well <laughs> I will check it out. It's a wonderful life there in Utah County. What was the name of the place that that, uh, they could see it at? It's at the Covey Center. At the Covey Center. Downtown Provo. All right. Covey Theater. Well, Ben, I want to just thank you again for coming on the show. We need to do this more often, man. I I really had a blast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We need to talk about, well, there's a couple things I want to do if we do this again. We need to talk more about music. Yeah. Got some fun things for that one. And then uh, CJ Ransom. Did you know, now he's, he's part of the Electric Universe. He did some of the initial experiments with Wall Thornhill, the ones that are on video. Okay, He actually gave me a lot of his equipment. Oh, we need to talk about that sometime.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. We're definitely, yes, well, I'm oh, on board. Please. If you're on board, we'll do it. Hey, you know what, we should make this a regular series, man. I'm down. Yeah, let me know when, you bet. Okay, sounds good. Benjamin Hyde, check him out uh, the spark universe, start, uh, the spark, spark Science. Sparkscience.org, Thank you. And then what's your Twitter, Twitter handle? I know or a not, guy
1: fireworks.
0: All right. we'll and we'll put those things in, in the show notes. Thanks again for being on man. Mike, thank you very much. It's been a lot of
1: fun. You
0: are listening to end if love remains. First of 23 installments requested by Dr. Levitt. We're trying to be in compliance here because we're taking him and that whole organization.